Well, good morning. Uh, many of you know by now that we are in this series based on the Old Testament book of Psalms, and we are learning how to navigate through different seasons of life, all kinds of different seasons. And what we've discovered is that God provides us with the strength that we need to get through those seasons, whether it's a waiting season or last week, Pastor Dave talked about a dry season. As Pastor Mark just mentioned, today we're gonna to talk about navigating a grieving season. And a grieving season is a very painful and difficult season. It follows on the heels of loss. And while the worst loss that anybody could ever experience is the loss of a loved one or a family member, yet I think you're also finding your, you can also find yourself in a grieving season when you grieve the loss of a relationship that just blows apart. Or when you grieve the loss of your health or maybe the health of a family member or when you grieve the loss of some property that got stolen or damaged, right? In those moments of loss, you quickly find yourself in this thing called a grieving season. Now, the good news is that God is right there with you. That's what Liz was talking about with the kids just a moment ago. And in that season of grief, God is there providing you with the strength and the power, the healing, the comfort, the peace that you need. In our memory work verse for this week, in Psalm 34, verse 18, it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So when your heart is, is, is crushed, when your spirit is broken, God guarantees to be, boom, right there with you every step of the way through it. And that's good news. It's really good news. It's comforting to know. Before I get into all of that, though, let me just share a couple of things that you ought to know if you don't already, but maybe remind you of loss. Some things about loss you just want to keep in the back of your mind. Obviously, first of all, loss happens, right? It's an unavoidable part of living on this broken planet called Earth. No matter how hard you try, you will not be able to escape experiencing loss in your life. And whether it's the loss of a family member or a beloved pet or even something more trivial like losing, um, you know, a ball game or even a piece of jewelry, loss happens. It happens all the time. Second thing about loss is that loss can happen at any time. Loss has this uncanny ability to occur when you least expect it. And that makes it really hard, doesn't it? Because in your mind, you're thinking, You've got all this time to do these things and go to these places and hang out with these people. But loss, poof, just erases it all like that. You know, loss is like a punch in the gut that you don't see coming. Right? It, it catches you off guard and leaves you winded. Third, when loss happens, God cares. And that was the story that Liz read uh, the story of Jesus at Lazarus' uh, tomb where he wept. God knows just how you feel. He knows exactly what you are going through, right? And, and because of that, he, when, you know, when you go through a moment of loss, because of his deep love and concern for you, that loss that matters to you matters to him. Psalm 147 says, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. 
right? God knows not only every star by name in the universe, but of course he knows you by name. And it's really cool to think about that, right? When you think about the fact that God's majesty and power, it it not only extends to the farthest reaches of the universe, but it also flows right down into your life and mine. So when you are going through a season of loss, it helps to know that, right? It helps to know that God knows and God cares. So today what we're going to do is we're going to look at how we can, um, what we need to do with the Spirit's power to work through a season of loss, a season of grief when you find yourself in there. We're going to, as Pastor Mark alluded to a moment ago, we're going to work through the 23rd Psalm. Very familiar Psalm to many of you, including the very first verse, which I'm sure you could even recite by memory, but it's there on the screens. Let's read this together. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Right. So with God as your shepherd, you have everything that you need. You, God will meet all of your needs and, and, and he wants to meet those needs so that you, he can fill you with the blessings that I talked about earlier, his healing, his peace, his love, his strength, his power, all of that. God will give you all of those blessings. To enjoy those blessings, again, as you're working through a grieving season, uh, here are a couple of things that I think you'll want to make sure to take note of. First, you want to allow yourself time to grieve. Don't blow through it. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to mourn the loss. It's okay to express your emotions, right? Don't hide your feelings. Don't feel ashamed of them, right? They are what they are. They are a natural reaction to the trauma of your loss. So give yourself whatever time you need to work through those emotions. And there is no set time. Everybody's grief is unique. In Psalm 23, David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now in the Hebrew, that same verse can also be translated, even though I walk through the darkest valley. Both of them are, you know, powerful words, but the two words I want to look at, I want you to look at are the words walk through. When you are in a grieving season, Okay, and you're taking the time to, to you know, go through and, and process those emotions, God is going to walk through that season with you. He's going to walk through it with you to the other side of that difficult season. <clears throat> now, when it comes to grieving seasons, there are a number of stages that people tend to experience or encounter. Uh, and, and one of those, that, well, there's five that are very familiar, uh, introduced by Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Have, how many of you have heard of Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, Five Stages of Grief? All right, if you haven't, that's fine. Let me just run through them, though, with you quickly so that when you find yourself in a grieving season or a season of loss, you won't be caught off guard when you're like in this particular stage of grief, okay? The first stage is just flat-out denial. You deny, um, you refuse to accept the, the, the information. Denial is refusing to accept the information, the facts, the reality of that loss. So if you're going to the doctor's appointment and the doctor says, you're gonna, you have terminal cancer. Denial is saying, I don't believe that doctor. The doctor is wrong, right? That's denial. If somebody that you care about is killed in a car accident, you might think, oh, that, it must be wrong. There must be, it must be somebody else. Right? That's denial. It's saying it's not true. The second stage of grief is anger. And whether you are angry at the cause of your loss or at yourself 
for it God who you think might have allowed that or for, to somebody else. Anger is another just natural byproduct of loss. And, and when you are in this second stage of grief, I think it's important for you to express your anger in healthy kinds of ways. So be careful about that. Maybe you need to just get into your car, close all the doors, roll up the windows and scream when you're angry. Maybe you find a punching bag and you hit that instead of somebody else. Or maybe you, you, know, you do a long run. I don't care, but just manage that. But that's a second stage of grief as well. The third stage is what we'll just call, is what she calls bargaining. Bargaining is when you are, um, when you feel regret because of the loss. Like, I wish I hadn't done that, or I wish I had done this. But you're also, as that stage suggests, you're bartering, bargaining, uh, negotiating with yourself, with God, whoever, saying, I'm going to be the best person. I'm not going to do anything wrong ever again, just so as to help you, you know, in your mind, move beyond or deal with that loss. doesn't work, but we do that. We go into this bargaining stage of grief. The fourth stage is depression. And depression is a, a stage of deep sadness where you just, you feel numb, you feel uh, like you're in a fog, you feel like withdrawing from life itself. At this stage, um, the world seems overwhelming, you don't wanna deal with people, you don't wanna talk to people, uh, and, and you also have kind of a sense of hopelessness. And the final stage of grief is just acceptance. You, your, your emotions start to level out, and uh, you begin to accept this new reality that has happened because of your loss. Uh, so yeah, you know, you, you come to accept the fact, yeah, my, my spouse that walked out of my marriage may not be coming back ever again. Or yeah, I am gonna die from this terminal disease, whatever it is. You're not happy, right? It's not good to know about this loss, but you are, you, you just, you accept that this is the way it's gonna be. Well, those are stages for you to be familiar with when you're working through your sense of grief. But I think it's even more important for you in that time of grief, and even if you're in those different stages, don't forget to lean into God, okay? He knows what you're going through. He knows exactly what you feel. Lean into his power, lean into his healing, lean into his comfort. Psalm 130 says, out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. So when you find yourself in a grieving season, give yourself plenty of time, however long it might take you. Again, there's no set time period. Give yourself plenty of time to work through those emotions. And while you're at it, cry out to God for his power and help and strength. Second, hold tightly to God's promises. Hold tightly to God's promises when you're in a grieving season. In the 23rd Psalm, there are many promises. Let me just share with you uh, several that are found in verses two and three. Look at this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Did you catch all of those? Right? God promises green pastures and quiet waters, which is just this beautiful picture of his peace that he flows into your heart. He provides you with, uh, he restores your soul, which is a great reminder of the strength that he also offers. Uh, he leads you on paths of righteousness, and that's God just leading you on the path that he knows is best for you. 
When when you are in a grieving season, it really helps to hold on to those promises found in God's word, whether it's the promises found in the 23rd Psalm or throughout the Bible. There are many, many promises that are helpful. Um, Actually, in your sermon outline, there are some additional promises. And if you find yourself, maybe you're in a grieving season right now. I don't know. Maybe you know of somebody in a grieving season. Read through those. Okay? And, and hang on to those, the power of those promises found in God's word. Psalm 119 says, my comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mock me without restraint, but I do not turn from your law. I remember your ancient laws, O Lord, and I find comfort in them. When you're in a grieving season, find the comfort that you need by hanging on to those promises that are available to you in God's word. Third, don't grieve alone. You know, grief is a tricky thing. It's very unique, but it's also kind of a tricky thing. And sometimes people can make you know, assumptions about it that aren't true about you or about your situation. So just understand that by inviting them into your life and to share the grief and the, and the loss that you are experiencing opens doors and, and, and invites them into a place where they may have not felt welcomed before. And these are people who care about you. People are going to stand by your side. People who are going to support you and comfort you when you need it the most. David says in the 23rd Psalm, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God is present in the midst of your grief, but he also uses other people to comfort you as well. And the best place that God uses people to comfort you is in his church. And that's you, right? And and as members of this church, let me just encourage you, if you know of somebody who is experiencing loss or going through a grieving season, don't let them go through it alone. Walk alongside of them. Let them know that you know, that you care, that you love them, that you're available to them. Be present with them. It is so powerful when you can do that, when you can be present for somebody when they are going through a grieving season. You know, just as God comforts you, he calls you to comfort others. Second Corinthians says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Again, the bottom line is that you don't want to grieve alone and you don't want anybody else to do it either. Now, sometimes it's not enough to have, you know, your best friend or your buddy or even a brother or sister in Christ help you in that moment of grief. So just understand, Pastor Mark or Pastor Dave or myself, we are here and we are willing and ready to help you in whatever way we can. Maybe it's helping you to find a, a, you know, a Christian counselor who can grieve you. Maybe it's working with you ourselves. Maybe it's helping you connect with one of the Stephen ministers who will you know, walk with you throughout that grieving season. Maybe it's you know, helping you with these little booklets. We offer these. We mail these things out quarterly when you lose a loved one. When my mom died a year ago, October 10th, I received one of these quarterly. Now, I, I'm familiar with them, and, and, but they're helpful. And if you're interested in these, if you're going through a grieving season, we'll give you these books for free. We'll send them quarterly to you. All we need you to do is go out into the commons area, that lobby area out there, and then to the left of the main doors, there's a a table, and you sign your name up, and we'll send these to you absolutely free. 
Maybe you want to learn more about, you know, what a, a Stephen minister does. Uh, there will be Stephen ministry, uh, ministers out there as well who can answer your questions. What does it mean to walk with me throughout my season of grief? Again, the, the point here is that you don't want to, we, we love you, we care about you, we're here for you, don't grieve alone, okay? All right, number four, ask God for his peace. Ask God for his peace. When you go through a grieving season, it can be overwhelming for you, depending on what you're grieving, of course, but it can leave you anxious, it can leave you uh, confused, um, it can be hard to process what just happened to you. So God invites you to give him all of that so that he can swap it out with his peace. David talks about the peace that he has because of God in Psalm 23. Look at this. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Did you catch that? David is stating that even though God's goodness and love doesn't eliminate the presence of those enemies, or in your case, a grieving season, he is still able to experience God's peace in the middle of it all. That's amazing. Paul talks about this peace in, in Philippians 4, verse 7. He says, the peace of God which transcends, which goes beyond all human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So if you are in a grieving season, or if you find yourself in a season of loss, okay, ask God for his peace. Ask him to swap that out for the loss that you feel. Ask God for the peace that, know, that allows you to know that in the midst of that grieving season, he's right there with you. And then the final thing is to just don't forget about heaven. Don't forget about heaven. Now, I know that might seem uh, hard to do when you are in a grieving season, but honestly, your life here on this earth is just a blink of the eye compared to the time that you're gonna have with Jesus in heaven. And I share this with you for this reason. Sometimes our life here on earth is really good, right? Days like today, what a gorgeous day. But you know as well as I do that sometimes life on this earth is really awful, and painful. And, and, you know, I just want you to understand, life on earth can be good and bad. In heaven, you're not going to have good days and bad days. It's always going to be good days, <laughs> forever. And when you can live with that perspective, that hope, that confidence, it helps. That's why I said, don't forget about heaven. It helps to know that, it helps to know that as you're going through a grieving season. It helps to know this truth about God that nobody in this universe wants you in heaven more than him. That's why he paid the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate price by allowing uh, Jesus to come to this earth so you can be forgiven and saved. Jesus came here and he allowed himself to be nailed to a cross to sacrifice his life so as to take the punishment you deserve for all of your mistakes, all of your failures, all your little acts of disobedience and rebellion, every sin that you've ever committed and ever will commit. Jesus died for it all. But look at what it says here in John 10, verse nine. Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. So, so Jesus is saying that not only is he, well, he's saying he is the only way for you to get into heaven because he is the only one who has destroyed death. When he rose from the grave 2,000 years ago, he beat it. He conquered it. Second Timothy says, Jesus has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Through both Jesus' death and his resurrection, not only are your sins forgiven, all your mistakes and failures, 
but you now share in his resurrection victory. Okay, what does all that mean? It means that when you believe with your heart that Jesus is your personal savior, you can also believe with your heart that life doesn't end at death. It doesn't. Remember what David says at the end of the 23rd Psalm? Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever. As a gift of God's grace, heaven is your home forever because of Jesus. When you, anybody, when anybody looks to Jesus in faith and believes that he lived for them, died for them, rose again for them, they are going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My mom is dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Your relatives, loved ones who died in faith, they're gonna dwell in the house, they're dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. That's amazing. In Revelation 21, John says this about heaven. Jesus will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. That's what we get to look forward to. Obviously, between now and our home forever in heaven, you are still going to have to navigate seasons of crying and and loss and pain. But Jesus, keep in mind, Jesus is right there with you in the midst of it all. He's ministering to you directly or through other people or through this church, but he's in that grieving season with you. And as you walk with him through it, he will provide you with the power and the strength and the love and the healing and the peace that you need. Those are pretty powerful blessings. Well, let me just challenge you in a couple of ways this week. First of all, uh, let me challenge you to connect with God and memorize to memorize Psalm 34, verse 18. And and just as a reminder, uh, these magnets are available on the table as you head out those doors. If you didn't pick one up, these have all the different seasons that we've talked about and the promises from God's word below it. Grab one of those. Second, read through the additional promises from God that are found on the outline, especially if you're going through a grieving season or if you know of somebody that is going through a grieving season, share those promises with them so they can have something to hold on to. And then third, be ready to help someone walk through grief. If you know of somebody who's dealing with loss, don't let them do it alone. Okay, let them know that you know, that you care, that you love them, that you're gonna be there for them. Be present with them. Be the conduit, okay, the channel to which God flows, his healing, his power, his peace, his strength into their life too. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, you know us intimately. You know just how we feel, especially when we are in a season of loss and grief. Thank you for your word where you remind us about the availability of your power and comfort and healing and peace. Thank you most of all, Father, for Jesus. Thank you that through faith in him, we can know that after this life, (laughs) there's more life. And it's a perfect, pain-free, loss-free, grief-free life with you in heaven. So thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you. We love you. We pray all this in your holy and precious name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen.